Welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blow, and I'm the Big Hand Bopper, and you ought to know my guess. We got Jefferson Dutton. Howdy. And Tim Galbacus. What is up? All right, we're talking about Alanis Morissette, the queen of mean. Uh, (laughs) He's not the queen of mean. (laughs) <laughs> we uh, that is discussed in the documentary. We're going to talk about how she. A lot of the uh, critics were saying, "Oh, she's so angry. She's so angry." But that, that's not what the album was about. Huh. They're they're doing a separate documentary about her around mealtime when she's hangry. Do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got a uh, I've got a, a freaking update about uh, some of the stuff we did last week on the blower. The blower. I actually, both last two blowouts, I've got some updates. Wow! First update, got the uh, got the stovetop stuffing. It's great. Hey. Oh, it nice. is a it's good. I like it. That's nice. A normal meal on a normal night, and it's <laughs> Thanksgiving, and it's Thanksgiving all over again. Am I going to eat it all the time? I probably shouldn't. Uh, now, Mike, how do, you, other- how do you how do you make that? Is that is it just water and a little butter with the with the crumbs? Yeah, one one and a half uh, cups of water. Put some butter in it. Boil that up. When it's boiling, dump in the uh, dump in the hard <laughs> bread <laughs> and turn off the heat and let it leave it there covered for five minutes. Is that what it says on the package? Dump in the hard bread. <laughs> dump the hard bread if you have it. <laughs> then I'm thinking to myself, geez, I could just make this with croutons. Mm. Hey, hey, big old chunkers. That's gonna be my next thing. I'm gonna try that next. Uh, and then the second one was why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Because you guys know I'm curious in the kitchen. I'm very oh, curious. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. in the kitchen. Testing yeah. out things, trying things that you two think, oh, it doesn't belong, doesn't belong. Well, you know what? Uh, peanut butter used to not belong with jelly, and look at us now. That's true. Hey, he's right. We eat it every day. Um, then <laughs> the other thing was, yeah. oh, yeah, I watched that Casey Musgrave special. Not my favorite. Got, got the job done. <laughs> um yeah, but what, what now? What did you think of the music? I was recommending it because I'm a fan of her singing. She's mm-hmm. got a good voice. I like that one she does song. Have a good voice. That song about how Christmas always makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool good. hearing some uh, new stuff. Oh yeah, you guys got me running for the remote control. The th- Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, how about uh, this? F- you get to that remote control and then you jam it straight up your ass. Oh, oh whoa! Bend <laughs> over, Jeffy boy. Tabasco sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was definitely something, you know, you watch it, and I did not like the laugh track. They're, they did it in front of a live audience, it looked like. The laugh mm. track was a bit uh, much for me. Oh, yeah. The comedy's terrible, the laugh track's terrible, but the songs, Michael, the songs. The songs. And, well, it put me in a bit of a... And I like the uh, the cutaway on the side. I was about to say, it put me in a bit of a Christmas uh, holiday mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. That's sort of like a, a you know unforeseen side effect, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's. I know. I think they want that to happen. Yeah, they want you to be sort of in the mood for uh, holly mistletoe, the snow. Yeah, I can, me too. I'm I'm in the mood for materialism and capitalism. Ah, Tim, corporate <laughs> no overspenditure. No, <laughs> you're, the, you're the new. You're the you're the new material girl. I'm living. 
in a digital world. <laughs> well, well, what else do you guys have to say? Any updates from you two before we get into the thing? <laughs> what else do you have to say? That reminds me of when you, when we were all in LA recording together and he said, well, I'm here. What do you guys think of me? <laughs> <laughs> I never got a straight answer out of that, by the way. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, jury's out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, that can be a good thing, too. Yeah. Hmm? Um, so you guys have just been sitting, uh, staring at the blank screens. Until waiting for the new blow up. Last week, like, to, to record the new plot. Okay. Look, you can't do anything about that. Mm. What did I see? I saw Ghostbusters. Water. I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah, you did? I did. Well, what did you think? And it was... Come on, you know what I thought. <laughs> Don't you, make me say it. It made you make believe me. in cinema magic all over again. Yes, the magic of <laughs> children and science. You know what? <laughs> you know what made me think about uh, magic all over again? Uh, the movie Encanto, the uh, new Pixar Disney movie. Oh yeah, hmm, what's the deal? Great. What's the deal with it? It's about a family in Colombia who uh, everyone in the family has uh, sort of magical powers, except for the main character. And she, eh, I won't tell you what really happens, but uh, there are certain gifts that she may have, too. Hmm. But I thought it was good. The music was good. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda, so he makes some pretty uh, catchy tunes. Love Lin. He wrote In the Heights. That's right. He did. Um, He certainly did. Now, there's a restaurant in Los Feliz uh, uh, that used to be Mexico City, and then it closed. And then it's been under construction for a long time. The sign has been up for over a year. It says... Encanto. And then Ooh. they waited so long opening up that Pixar made a whole movie in the meantime. <laughs> uh, oh, I do want to say, so I took my uh, niece and nephews to it. And we were sitting in these chairs in the theater that, you know, can move up and down like recliners. And they were making a very squeaky, farty noise, you know, hmm, uh, that's fine, because fine. it's leather on leather. So we thought that was fun for a while. And I also told them I was taking them to Taco Bell afterwards. And they got excited about that. So... We're, we're in there, and one, at one point, my nephew is like squeaking back and forth. I was like, hey, tell him to stop doing that. It's annoying. And I was like, hey, Will, stop that. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And then he leans over, and he made a joke that I think any of us would have made. He, made, he goes, ah, good thing I didn't have that bean burrito before the movie. Mm, hey. <laughs> this kid's kid. comedy. Yeah, I said this kid is good. I don't know if I've ever made that joke in front of him. It's a very good joke. Yeah, it's a good joke. It's I was uh, well I was used. goofing around with a nephew uh, recently who's very young. He's two. And here's what I do. You're talking to a two-year-old. You want to be a big hit. You try to make a little kid laugh. Sometimes they don't take to it. You know, sometimes the, you're, you're trying to hard and they say, no, don't care. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is you want to give the kid – you want to give the kid status, and that's what yes. he wants, right? Yes. So I, uh, my, my bit is there's a green pillow, and I point to it. I go, this is red. And he's like, no. That's not, that's not red. That's green. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I point to my, my uh, you know what I did? I said, I'm going to talk on my phone for a second. I took my shoe off. I put up to uh-huh. my head. I said, hello? He's like, no. Nah, that's, not, that's not a phone. That's your shoe. And I did, that, I did that for 40 minutes. And wow. he absolutely loves me because he's like when i'm run when i'm around this tim guy like i gotta set a few things straight yeah. you know, this guy needs me okay. i got responsibility around this guy. <laughs> yeah you're gonna start stressing this kid out he's like oh this tim guy needs my help he's not gonna be able to survive out this there tim guy's 38 he doesn't even know his color what the hell 
I would do that with my uh, with my little cousin Mary. Uh, you need a smart you need a smart kid for this one. She was mm-hmm. she was small, uh, maybe two, maybe I don't know how old she. was. I can't eyeball a kid to be honest. But um, she was small enough that she thought it was really funny when I would refer to her as like lady. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not, not in a respectful way, but like you know, she would she would come around and bust people's balls and be like, "Whoa, lady!" And uh, <laughs> she she knew that like, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a child, I'm a I'm a baby. It's funny to refer to me as a lady. <laughs> I'm either two or anywhere from two to six. Who knows? Watch it, lady. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of stuff. That is pretty good. That's pretty good. I might start doing that. Yeah, let's all do it. Next week's blowout. Call a kid, lady. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's stop beating around the bush. Today, we are talking about the uh, the next installment from the HBO Music Box series entitled Jagged. Ooh. Oh, what's that going to be about? Oh, Probably about well, Mick Jagger, right? Not that, not exactly. I don't even know if he was mentioned once in this. Huh? I, thought it, I thought it was pronounced jagged. <laughs> jagged. Jagged. <laughs> Ooh, hey, hey, how's your dick? Jagged. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll do a. I wonder if they'll do a um, a, a music box box episode about that show Jag. Yeah, there, I mean there Probably. was musical. There was a score, music score, pretty popular show. <laughs> okay, so episode one of Music Box the series was Woodstock '99, Peace, Love, and Rage. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, this isn't two. Maybe this is three or four. I, th- or I think is DMX this? is another one too. Ah, was he, did that come and out yet though? There's a, definitely a Kenny G one. Yeah, that looks. We'll probably do that one too. Skip Ken G. Oh, skip! Wow. Uh huh. Jeez, if it's if it's not one of Jeff's number one faves, he will not watch. Now, this was embarrassing <laughs> for me. I always I always call him King, uh, and then I found that there's a space between the N and G. <laughs> Ken G. So wait, you you just. Dis- just disregard the why? Yeah, for the purposes of this, <laughs> yes. Kenny-age. Uh Okay, well. <laughs> okay, enough of that. I'm just looking at the sheet here. Yeah, we got to move, uh, move along from this. <laughs> oh, you, Julian Chalazzo? No, no, no. He's not in this week. Either is uh, uh, the other fellow. Morris Mantelbaum? <laughs> Morris Mantelbaum. <laughs> Mike, it. You, you lost so much steam. It's the uh, other fellow. <laughs> I'm not I'm looking at the notes here. <laughs> oh yeah, oh you got the sheet. What, All right. what to do next? Well, what did you guys think? I didn't. Uh, I mean, I knew Melanis Morissette because of the. Uh, well, anyway, the the, the documentary is about Jagged Little Pill coming out and her be- becoming a huge star. But I didn't really know much about her other than hearing those songs and uh, liking them. I like that album. Did you own uh, that CD? Did you own it? Did not own it. Uh, in a way, I, you know, I don't think music really can be owned. Is once it's oh, in the ether, wow. uh, the atmosphere out there, it's uh, anyone for, for can everyone. Really yeah. Perform. Yes. Yes. So but cool. Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim, you own? Did not own. Yeah, I didn't own either. In but. fact, I remember I was in you know I was in technology class, which you would have called the old days shop class, mm. and for some reason we had to go around as an icebreaker and say our favorite albums or say what our favorite CD was. And then there was this one guy, and he said, Jagged Little Pill. Mm. And I was like, it it shocked me that a boy could like a girl album, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first I remember hearing of it was, I think I had heard the song You Ought to Know, but then hearing the album title, Jagged Little Pill. And then I said, this boy likes a girl? And then 
that guy ended up being my first openly gay friend to come out. So I was like, hmm, I guess if you like uh, Alanis Morissette, you're either a girl or you're gay. <laughs> hey, there you go. Simple formula. That's, a, hey, that's how it was broken down by a young Tim Kalpak. But I, I knew this. I knew the song. I, I remember the lore. Is it Dave Coulier? I, yeah, yeah, I, re- yeah. I remember being scandalized by the line. Uh, Would she go down on you in a movie theater? But uh-huh. I never even. I, I, I didn't remember. She also later says like. She says "fuck" very aggressively. What's that line? Yeah, uh, and, are you and, thinking, are of, you me thinking you of me when you fuck her? her? When you her? When <laughs> I heard that in the documentary, <laughs> when I watched this yesterday, I was like, "Damn, that's a that's a good line. That's really in your face." I, I must have been maybe I had only heard the radio edit for all these years. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She does have some cool lines, and and Glenn Ballard was the producer of that album. Was such a so into her. <laughs> music and i loved when he'd be like you know she says this line like uh go down and you in a theater and it's like holy shit yeah i want to work with her <laughs> yeah 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 he, yeah he said that also about um rain spoons. on your wedding day yeah yeah, yeah. when, he, when he was like rain on your wedding day i mean that is that is a hook <laughs> <laughs> he did the thing too which i always love when someone doesn't say the f word they're like that is a sorry but that is a fucking good line <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Are you thinking of me when you fuck her? <laughs> when you, you know. <laughs> it's, it's Do I funny have how, to spell it out for you? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that he was such a dork, but even mm. in the reviews, they were like, well, she worked with cheesemeister Glenn Ballard. <laughs> yeah, because he, he did like Paula Abdul and like yeah, other but, pop stuff. But like he also worked on like Man in the Mirror and like, he yeah. worked on like Michael Jackson songs. I think, and, I think he was like a, didn't, uh, uh, Played some instruments on Michael Jackson songs. Damn. So I mean, yeah. you know, give them give the man some respect. Well, you know, those yeah, put some those respect critics. on his name. Yeah, he's sure he's a goon, but he's a he's a hardworking goon. He's, a hard, he's, he's he makes good stuff. I mean, look at Jagged Little Pill. But but uh, as as far as personal experience goes, we were we were what like thirteen when this came out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like, I don't. It came out in ninety five. Yes, thirteen. Okay, so like twelve or something. But um, I remember like not even knowing like what the term went down on you meant. Like it was, uh, I sort of probably vaguely knew that a blowjob was something that existed, but, but like this came out in a time where it was just beyond my sort of understanding. And Uh, um, I remember I asked my mom, I was like, what, 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 go down here. What does that mean? And my mom was like, it's what I always do to your father (laughs) (laughs) in the theater. Well, I heard that. I was always like, oh, theater, they must be on Broadway watching some, uh, piece of art. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, we don't know that they weren't. We don't know it was a movie. That's theater. true. That's true. Um, Stacked with bangers, though, huh? You couldn't get away from this one. Yeah, one thing I like that somebody said, uh, maybe it was, I forget who it was, maybe it was Glenn Ballard or Taylor Hawkins saying that um, she like perfected the like uh, everyone screaming chorus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was, that's cool. You got to get everyone. Yelling with ya. Yep. <laughs> it's like rain. Everybody screams that part. Yeah. The shout the shout out loud crescendo, that person called it. I forget who said that. Now, yes. we all would have known. We all knew she was on a Nickelodeon show, right? That was common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. But then when I saw it, I said, I've seen this. I didn't forget about that. I knew like the 
the only facts that I knew about her were Dave Coulier and you can't do that on television. Mm-hmm. Right. Canadian. Um, Canadian. Tim, keep going because you're going to say what I felt too. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know about the whole like Paula Abdul career. Of, yes. Of the, yeah. And she really looks stuff. like Paula, the Paula Abdul, that like hair. It was the hair. And two whole albums. And it had that like kind of uh, Jimmy Jam. Uh, who are those producers? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. Those guys, wait, the wait. Janet Jackson producers that have the drum beat that's like. <laughs> like New Jack Swing. Yeah, New Jack Swing. That's what I mean. <laughs> Jimmy Jam and what was the other guy's name? Jerry Lewis or Terry, Terry Lewis? Lewis and Jim Jam? Hey, I'm oh, Jimmy that's... Jam. Oh, that's a cool name. This guy's Sorry. this guy's name's probably gonna be pretty cool too. Uh, no, <laughs> his Lewis. name's Terry Lewis. <laughs> uh, I forgot to. No, this is what these are the nicknames for my grandparents. <laughs> is this Grim Grim and Kip Pop? <laughs> oh, here's my my grandparents: uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Bling Blang and, um, well, this is Jerry Lewis. <laughs> but it's interesting to think of the writing. Like, I, I was listening to those early pop songs of hers and th- trying to hear if there was her melody styles, but is, mm. if it was just the production of the 80s that made it so New Jack Swing. But you could definitely hear that she changed. She got, she got grungy, uh, not just in the production, but the composition, like, took a turn from pop to grunge. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she, but you could hear in those early things or early versions of her songs, like the pop songs, the, uh, like that kind of like yodelish flourish on her at the end of words. Yes. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. It, it, it's there. It's, you gotta really listen. It's more. weird they didn't really, this doc didn't go into that. Like they said she's from Ottawa, and I was waiting for her to say the thing of like, at my church in Ottawa, because she is one of those church singer kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear like what the sound of like, like, did I bug you in the middle of dinner? Like, is that Canadian or what is that? Mm, right. I think it's oh, just that? that's just the going from the heart, the gut, Tim. Something you are always afraid to do in the studio. <laughs> I got to start. I'm going to write that down <laughs> on my to-do list. Go from the heart. Go from the gut. Put myself um, into it. This documentary, when, when the whole go down on your movie theater thing, they they – they didn't call out Dave Coulier. They, she said his name at one point. They showed a picture, but then they didn't really like, they didn't have him there or anything. But I remember there was a different, maybe a VH1 special or something where he has addressed it. And he said that the line, it was the, the dinner was the line that when he heard the song, he knew she was talking about him because there had been a time where he called in the middle of dinner and he was like, I'm with my kids. It's the middle of dinner. And that made it in the song. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Well, she said maybe, that it was maybe like, this person is an amalgamation of people. Yeah, that's what they ah. that's what they're sort of getting. At. Kind of, but then she also, when she was young, she did interviews where she's like, "No, the person I wrote it about doesn't know it's about him." So I think the right. amalgamation is a lie. Huh? Or is that just another clue in this mystery? Damn, Mike. I did think <laughs> yes. that it was cool that they had the picture of the two of them. And it, also, it was a little kind of... I don't know how old Dave Coulier was when they were doing Full House, but if she was only 21, that does seem a little uh, on the line, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, 21 was when the album came out. And she talks right. about being, like, preyed upon by people. Yeah, that that, like that young, whole pop 15. career, like, I, that that whole thing made me so sad because... My interpretation of Alanis was that she just arrived with a fucking scream with that album, and then to, Me too. to and to 
be like, nope, she also did the pop career thing and she was absolutely preyed upon by every guy that worked with her from the age of 15 on. That's just like yeah. Yeah. so disappointing no. to just hear those familiar things pop up. Really sad. And this doc handled it in a weird way. I, I was relieved that later on, it kind of circles back and she says like, yes, those men were pedophiles. But like, it first kind of comes up. It's like, she's 15 and she's like working with a producer who's in his 30s. And then it just felt like they had been given notes where they legally had to cut some stuff because, mm, uh, interesting. Uh, but then they, because she was just like, yeah, I would, you know, I worked uh, and, you know, I was in relationships and I, I thought it was my fault or, or something very weird. They didn't flat out say what they were talking about where I was like, is, are they talking about a 15 year old having sex with this adult man? I think they're talking about that. But it was very right. glossed and, over. And she, and she herself had a very sort of Canadian approach to it that just sort of felt like, well, you know, we just don't talk about that stuff or whatever. And it, it seems like she's had a lot of really successful therapy and it, she's kind of risen beyond. Right, right. It, it seemed like she kind of like dealt with it on her own and took no pleasure in giving anybody any spotlight or blame. Yeah, I, I think too the, the documentary pulled back from it, or maybe she was pulling back from from really like discussing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a difficult thing to make put down on tape in the documentary you have control of. Well, a, th- a thing they did handle well was when she went on the Jagged Little Pill tour and put together a band of dudes, and those dudes were having a big fuck fest on tour. Um, I I kind of liked how those guys like the one of the guitar players and Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters the drummer yes they kind of owned that they were like yeah I mean it, I, it was weird because she was a feminist and we we're going on this kind of feminist tour but we were being disgusting with groupies backstage mm-hmm. and uh, like Taylor Hawkins is kind of laughing it off but one of the other guys is fully being like yeah that was wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it was it was like a, a good way of handling a complicated scenario because it Taylor did say like when Alanis found out that we had like, we routinely had a room backstage and we would have security hand out backstage passes to cute girls and fuck them. She was pissed. She was pissed. Yeah. And all this stuff. And then also it kind of leaving that on the table that like, yes, that was bad. And she was mad at us. But then also when they follow through to the end and he leaves after the tour to go join the Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, I miss this person. This is my, this is my friend and my brother, et cetera, et cetera. It was just nice to see like a a complicated thing that didn't have to be really pat for a documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she articulated something very well where she put together this band. She's the star and she put together a band of hired guns and they're all really good. And then they spend 18 months together. And, so, and then naturally it's like they're not all a band. It's her and her backing band. So they're going to take other jobs and they're going to join the Foo Fighters. Why not? But... When she says, like, when Taylor leaves, she's like, well, we lived this experience together. And then when he leaves, like, like the stories, like, leave with him. And it's almost like it didn't happen. And it is like, if you just have memories in your head, who gives a shit? But if you're hanging around with someone that you could use that knowledge with and use that experience Mm -hmm. with, then it's relevant. But if those people leave and it doesn't, it feels like so many jobs we've worked on and stuff like you could see the same like assistant director every day for a year. And you're like, Hey, we're like family. We're our chosen family. And then you'd both take different jobs. You never see them again, never text them. And like, like, that's that. She, she said something like when those people leave, it's like their view of your shared events 
kind of goes away. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, like like you have this sort of like second, you have the second camera, this mirror that's sort of joining you. And you know what, Mike? You know what this reminded me of? And I've said this before. Oh, shit. You and I worked at a animation company as PAs who got away with murder, let's let's say. You know, we, we did a lot of Birthday Boys stuff there. And really, Birthday Boys was like coming into its own while we were working this job. Uh-huh. You and guys were kind of like the Taylor Hawkins of that company, huh? Yeah, that's true. We're always beating on everything. <laughs> and we sticks. were like, like, when are we going to be out of here? When are we going to be finally fucking out of here? And yeah. we eventually were. But you left like two, three months, maybe a little more before me. Yeah, and it's yeah, one yeah. thing. It's one thing to have a shitty job where when the boss comes around is like, hey, can you run to Office Depot or like, can you run up to Burbank or whatever? To have a person next to you that you can just like look at and roll your eyes is such a pressure valve release oh yeah and when you were gone i was just like i can't take this anymore like now when i get asked to go to office depot or run a burbank it's just reality and i have to deal with it (laughs) you know i can't i can't even look at somebody and be like oh you could you could look at the person who asked you be like (laughs) oh yeah that's true they don't appreciate that turns out (laughs) go fine yeah that's that's uh interesting um Oh, something going about on the the hired guns thing. There was a moment when it seemed like the documentary was trying to like make a, a mountain out of a molehill when she was like, you know, this is this is my band. You're hired, and uh, I'm doing it this way, and I'm the star. Uh, so if you don't want it, you can leave. But it didn't seem like the band was having a problem with her anyway, yeah, or like I be, being on tour. I, I felt like the documentarian asked that question and Alanis answered it, but like the guys, they knew they got it. it. Seemed they, cool. The, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a conflict there. It, it didn't seem like there was a, a, it was like, it was during like, they were showing a photo shoot of the guys dressing up in like big dresses and stuff. And she was dressed as a businessman. And it was like, Oh, maybe they didn't like it because their names weren't on. It was just her name. But I didn't get that sense from those people at all. No, I don't think they gave a fuck. I think that everybody in LA lose like music guys like that. They're all pursuing their own thing. Mm. And that was like a cool job to land for 18 months. Um, did you see that? Um, or I don't know if you heard this. They didn't talk about this in the documentary, which is wild. But she had to make this band, right? To come mm. out uh, to perform the songs that they had put on the record. Yeah. What they didn't mention was that, and I'm reading this from Wikipedia. This is f- for you ought to know. In early 1995, L.A. producer Jimmy Boyle, who we met, recruited guitarist Dave Navarro and bassist Flea of Red Hot Chili Peppers to play on the track. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of verse two from You Ought to Know, where uh, Flea goes a little wild. And then also, there's a really kind of comically loud bass slap Uh after the line, it was a slap in the face, how quickly I was replaced. Bomp. Whoa. You can hear it. And it's very Flea. Here we go. You seem very well. Things look so flea, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not quite as well. I thought oh, yeah. you should know. Did you forget about me, Mr. Dill? Blissity, I hate to bug you He's in really the going. middle of dinner. The Dave Coulier line. There was a snap in Oh man, after uh, when you fuck her, you should have said, uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There's I can't a, believe that Flea is playing bass on You Ought to Know. That's unbelievable. Isn't that nuts? There's a comedian in um, in uh, New York here. Maybe you know Matt Baratz. Does that name ring yeah. a bell to you? Hmm? He's, he's got a funny uh, bit that he does in stand-up where he's like impersonating Flea at that recording section, session. He's like... Okay, I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm going to play the first verse pretty normal. But then when I get the second verse, I'm just going to take that thing for a walk. I- I'm going to really go. And I'm going to add a note that just uh, kind of pops out of nowhere. But, uh, yeah, you're getting the you're getting flea on this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he, like, acts it out. It's very funny. It's very funny. Damn. I, I thought I picked that up on my damn self. I'm doing it no justice. Well, no, because I, I, I had seen his bit, and then I was watching the music video, and Flea's not in it. And I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Now, Dave Navarro is playing guitar on this track, you said? Mm-hmm, yes. At, at Dave Navarro of James, James Addiction, Addiction fame would have... all. He also then replaced John Frusciante in the Red Hot Chili Peppers during One Hot Minute. Was that this same uh, era? Probably. It was 1994 recorded. June 1994. So I don't and know. When was one, one Hot Minute was what? I can do a little hacking here. Hot 95. Recorded Ju- <coughs> June 1994 through February 1995. Yep, palling around. I mean, and those were the hot shots of L.A. Damn. Yeah. Fucking Jane's Addiction was like a Venice Beach band. And Flea, well, you know that he went to Fairfax High School. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think there was a part two where, uh, no, at the end. The guitarist, uh, one of Alanis's guitarists, went uh, or is now playing with Jane's Addiction. Yep. Yeah, it's all very, oh, all very mixed. You, you know, what was a really funny moment was when they were saying like she was gigantic and get, could get anybody to open for her she wanted, and she was like, "Oh, how about Radiohead?" And then yeah, it turned yeah. out to be like pricks. That's uh, <laughs> such a bummer. The, the aloofness. <laughs> She's like the the aloofness of fucking Hollywood. Yeah, kills me. <laughs> Huh. Um, but they were making okay computer at the time, so they're allowed. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> they were saying that like they would do two hour uh, sound checks because they were like testing out songs. I guess. Yeah. Ooh, Whew. we should write an album during our sound checks. I know. Damn. It's funny to be like the reverence. Uh, I mean, I get it. Okay, computer is a huge album that's on every best albums of all time list. But them taking a moment to be like. They were working on OK Computer. And then I was thinking, like, wow, OK Computer. But I was like, Jagged Little Pill sold way more than OK Computer, like tenfold, right? Yeah. The, um, yeah. the, stats, the stats on Jagged Little Pill were, like, staggering at the end of the movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull them up. Jagged Little Pill. Jagged. Second best-selling album by a female artist ever. Do you know Can what I the guess first number one, one? I'm going to guess Shania Twain. Ooh, Let's that don't see. impress me much. <laughs> Ring a ding a ding ding ring ding ding. What did you guess? That might be a nice act we do, Tim, where you kind of play something on the glass and I try to echo it. Go ahead. You were talking about Shania Twain? Come On Over by Shania Twain is recognized by the Guinness World Records as the biggest selling studio album by a solo female artist with over 40 million copies. Wow. That do impress me Congratulations much. Congratulations to me. Now, Mike, <laughs> replicate this. Ding, ding. Okay. Ding. Now. Oh, wait. Here. I'm going to play a note and then, and then I'm going to gulp. 
I'm going to gulp the water and we'll see if it changes. Ready? Oh, Ready? cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it slight change. Slight change. Wow, I like it. Kind of cool. The science works. It fucking works. Trust the science. That's what I've been saying about this COVID shit. <laughs> I get so mad people don't wear the just won't wear the masks. Uh, oh, would you stop? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I told you we're not getting political this episode. Oh, uh, it was fun. This was a fun documentary to watch just to see concert footage. It's always fun. Uh, how like wild she would get like just running around the stage and you know uh, kind of looking like she was losing it. But uh, <laughs> also no it, mic stand for her. She just comes up, yeah, picks up the mic off that. the floor and rocks, and then puts it back on the floor. I know that was uh, that just seems like you got to hold that thing all night. What a bold choice! The 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 hair in the face. I remember watching the music video for mm-hmm. um, "You Ought to Know," and you're like, you don't get a sense of what she looks like. And I like that they addressed that. That they, they she said she could still walk down the street without being bothered after that video. But there have been a couple pop stars over the years that kind of did that, where you in their first yeah, role you couldn't really see their eyes yeah mm-hmm. and it's it really throws you for a loop you're like who is yes. this who is this mystery person it's like Ooh, when there's I'm a new the uh cast member on snl and they're wearing a wig and you're like i don't i don't i didn't um, i don't know who you are <laughs> let alone recognize you in a wig <laughs> love the wig don't know the, the player <laughs> <laughs> Don't know the featured player. Don't know the featured player of the witch. You're certainly not ready for prime time. No. No. Wrong. Uh, fuck, I was going to say something that was very good. <laughs> oh, I'm dying over here. <laughs> Stop smoking those cigarettes, Mike. I know. It's the cigars. I'm, I'm sucking those cigars down. Uh, Stogie Man. Uh, when the Stogie well, You were talking comes. about the long hair. What was I? Damn. Yeah, she had long hair. She had yeah, long she hair. Had long hair. She whipped her hair back and forth. Oh, how about those uh, those early on that early part of that first tour? Like the venues they were playing at were tiny. Oh yeah, it was like uh, little like bars and stuff. And then it Dragonfly in L.A. Yeah, and then wait, did we used to go there? Is that was that on Ventura? It's where we saw Lissy. Yes. Oh my God, that, that was so long ago. <laughs> Now, didn't we see Adam Sandler there? Not performing, just like there. Oh, I don't know. I feel like we saw Lissy, and we turned around mm. and we said, there's Adam Sandler. There's a Sandman. For, for those of you Sandman. listening at home, uh, Lissy was a performance of a, a solo pop artist that we stumbled into maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, wasn't, and it wasn't was... She like a, wasn't she like a, a guitar playing, more like a folk thing? Yeah. But, oh, okay. but, but I mean, it was pop. It was singer songwriter, but it was definitely pop. And it was definitely the show we went to like, like a, a friend of ours or something thing. was like working for a label or something. So it was very corporate that it was that vibe you hear about in documentaries of like, like show these are the people that are about yeah. to pop. Like, and it was the crowd. There wasn't music fans. It was like a bunch of guys being like, yeah, maybe I'll sign it to my shingle. Like, no, I don't hear a single. <laughs> Where's the single? No single for the shingle. <laughs> no single, no signy. Oh, um, I was surprised uh, just on this album how many songs I knew. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Like, even though I didn't so know this album, I uh, songs. I think I've heard it a whole bunch. I didn't know that uh, one hand in my pocket was on this album because I remember that the seeing the video for one hand in my pocket and thinking it was her next album. That was just her right. next single. 
Right. What are her next album? I don't even so, know the album. Thank that, you, so, India. Yeah, oh, yeah. That that's from the next one, supposed former infatuation junkie. But this album has Whoa. you ought to know. Hand in my pocket. Ironic. Ironic. You learn. Damn. Head over feet. Oh, and yeah, then that's good. all I really want, which I don't really know on. I, I would know if you played the chorus, but that's you. You know, some albums from this era, I, I, I associate that with like. Um, the Goo Goo Dolls had so many singles on their album and mm-hmm. fucking Third Eye Blind. The track list <laughs> on that Third Eye Blind album, you're like, this is like a greatest hits. It's insane. Well, what else do they have besides <laughs> do, 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 um, do, do, do? I wish do, you do, would do. step back from that ledge, my friend. Mm. Jumper. Ah, Jumper. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, that... That's what I liked about oh. like somebody made the point that they also have this album how's has it so gonna many... be? Sorry, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> this album has so many uh songs on it, but that are like not just her being angry and like telling someone off, which a lot of the people wrote like a lot of the critics were like, Oh, this this girl's just being uh angry. Why she's so mad? But there, yeah, but there were like humorous songs and playful songs and stuff that was right. a good point made by I think that that one uh, critic. This, this was also after uh, five or ten years of dudes s- screaming angrily <laughs> and just being lauded for it. Right, right, right. I feel like in the the 80s, yeah, there was hair metal and, and stuff like that. But then in, yeah. in the 1991, Kurt Cobain certainly changed all that, didn't he? Grunge yeah. was here. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Come thanks for putting that out. as you are, <laughs> as you were. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a guy called Richard Cheese? Yeah, Dick Cheese. Well, is it Richard Cheese is his like stage name, uh, who does like loungy versions of songs, like pop songs. Oh, is he in a it's, movie? Uh, maybe. Prob- probably. I f- was he yeah. in Barb and Star or something like that? He's like in something. Ooh, maybe. He's sort of like a second fiddle, fiddle to Weird Al. Like Weird Al would do like polka medleys of pop songs, and Richard Cheese would do like swingy. Loungy yeah. versions of wait, maybe songs. he was the guy in uh, Barb and Star who sings that song. He's like, I like boobies. He... I'm looking him up. <laughs> yeah, Richard Cheese. Um, he has an album called Viva La Vodka. This, this guy's good. <laughs> yeah, t- take a look at his uh, Spotify page. There's like so many albums. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it looks like Barb and Star. I love boobies. Wow. <laughs> Huh. He's, like, he's like, I like gazongas. <laughs> and it reminds me of the Dan Band. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Hey, hey, folks, if yeah. you're making a movie and you need a funny band, the Sloppy Boys are your guys. Oh, yeah. No, no, get Richard Cheese. Get us in there. That'd be fun. Lights, camera, um, action. That made me laugh the first time I saw Old School when the Dan Band is playing Total yeah. Eclipse of the Heart. The first time, before they make a meal out of it, the first time he says fuck, he's yes. like, I fucking need you more. And the camera's on Will Ferrell, and he's just sort of like, what? <laughs> and it's like so subtle. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Oh, wait, I meant, this is what I meant to say. Way back, early on in her career, she has like a music video when she was like a pop star, did, or a pop singer. Did you see uh, Matt LeBlanc? That's what, in the, yes. Oh, was that him? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like him, but then they nobody said word one about it. Oh man, well, I think you're I right. Heard, he he leans into a, a Alanis's ear and he says, "I'll be there for you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Wait, what is How that? How you doing? Is that from Friends? I'll yeah. be there for food. Oh, the song. The hit song by the Rembrandts. Michael, I'm seeing Walk Away is a pop dance and freestyle song. The single's video features Matt LeBlanc as Morissette's boyfriend. Damn. Wow. Damn, Dad. Canadian? Was LeBlanc Look. Canadian? Chandler was. Bing. Uh... I have to. Could I be anymore? Bing the bing. Mike. Well, this no. is a. He was born in Newton. Newton, Mass. Newton, Mass. Oh, Newton, Mass. Ooh, it's not a Newton. It's fruit and cake. <laughs> it's yeah. not a cookie. It's fruit and cake. Anyway, I haven't had a fig Newton. When's the last time you guys think I had a fig Newton? Now it has to be fig flavor. It can't be a raspberry Newton. Any type of Newton. I think you had one last time. College graduation. I'm going to say it's probably been about... Wait. Let Tim guess. Fourth, fourth of July. <laughs> this year. This year? This, this yeah. year. As as the grand finale fireworks were <laughs> popping up. All popping off. I said, what could top this? And a waiter came around. <laughs> server came around with a Garcon, think me. <laughs> wow. This is better than sex. <laughs> 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 yeah and then uh, then the lady we were with was was like well how come you don't fuck me no more oh my <laughs> god found something better baby <laughs> yeah fake newtons fake newtons and grand finales <laughs> oh that'd be a good album cigarette. title <laughs> <laughs> fake newtons and grand finales yeah that's a good one um there was <laughs> i don't even know if i was here for this i can't remember but one time, Lil Mookie B, our buddy, Mookie Blakelock, yes. went, uh, was on the uh, Matterhorn ride at Disneyland. <coughs> and he gets to the end of it, you know, it comes around, and he's acting like uh, it really put him through a whirlwind. He's like, tell the good people at Disneyland that I had a wonderful time. <laughs> Eyes rolling around, one finger in the air. Yeah, yeah probably, probably a little trip to the planetarium or swimming around his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I got. That's I what you say before you punch someone. Hey, how about a little trip to the planetarium? Yeah. <laughs> you see the stars. You see the stars. Uh, yeah. Well, you could also say, "Hey, well, you, I want you to take a stroll down the Hollywood Walk of Fame." <laughs> Coming. Uh, I thought this was a good doc. It kind of was a little light on the stuff. Like it, it veered. Like we talked about, it kind of veered away from what. Too well, interesting of a. It didn't have a hook. The, the, like the I, hard I, stuff, it kind of pulled away from, which is. Fine, I'm interested in the topic, so it's it's fun to uh, yeah. watch. But it was just chronological. Like, hey, you know this album? Well, that lady was born, and then she grew up, and she made the album, and now she's got kids. Yeah, and it, it just sort of told the story, and I didn't know anything about her, so I was interested in it. But usually in 2021. You're kind of yeah. waiting to see, you know, like the other, the, the Woodstock 99 episode was like really making a comment on um, like corporate festivals Culture, not yeah. having a spirit and something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, I will say though, I guess at the time this music was coming out, I was listening to me like, oh, I know this song this is good. And not really getting at all in the moment that like, this was a woman who like this type of thing is unheard of and a front, a woman front. Totally. What would you say? Front person, front womaning a just yeah. songwriter or like you yeah, know. being the front person for a band. Uh, 
like have it's it was such a huge leap and that like they couldn't play an Alanis song back to back with a No Doubt song on the radio. Like that that was I would never have picked up on that right. as a kid as a it's, young it's boy. It's funny cuz like we we did take it for granted like if you just do it then young 13-year-old boys don't think it's weird that there's an Alanis Morissette. But mm-hmm. prior to that there hadn't been one. And it's funny cuz I always lump her in with like yeah Fiona Apple and stuff. Or like, you know, garbage no doubt, but um just seeing that she was a couple of years before them really did help pave yeah, the way yeah, for them. Like yeah. that's nuts. That's pretty good. And she seemed like a she seemed like a very uh easy person to like be around like you know like sure. if you're on tour with her or something it wasn't like she was a demanding person it was just like i'm nice and i'm gonna do my songs and then we'll be friends sure canadian <laughs> stereotype well before we wrap it up what do you guys say to a little no! i had oh my god if i was about to wrap this thing up good thing you got me <laughs> now i had told you guys that it was a quiz But that wasn't entirely true. Oh! What we have here is the You Oughta Know Vocal Challenge. Okay. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la. So this is the last line of the last chorus. You know it well. From each of you and myself, I want to hear the you, you, you oughta know. Ooh. As heard here. Man. You, you, I don't know. All right. No, Tim. See, you're missing. You're missing. You're missing something there, Tim. You, 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 I don't know. Let me get a. Let me just get a sip of my water. Yeah. I'll, I'll take you to school. Yeah. Why don't you take a little sip? Sip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo. Yahoo. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yahoo! You are making a mockery of this challenge, Michael. I want to hear it no, for reals. I was it for real. All right, well, let me lead you in and you do it. And then I'm going to do it. Well, Tim, you already did it. Too loud. It's so late here. Yahoo! No, Tim, you did it. You've, su- you've submitted. That wasn't a mockery. That was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to do that double note in the the last word. No is no. Oh, you know, no, no. no. Well, I'm also, you know, I've got a cough here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let let, 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 uh, let, let, let the J man show. Yeah, son. Oh no. Oh, Jeff's involved in this. I see. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> It's good to get a couple of uh, Tom and Jerry's in the the old gullet before you do this. Yes. Coming this Friday. You did it over the music. I couldn't tell what that was. Oh, yeah, go acapella. But... <laughs> okay. Yo, 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 I don't know. <laughs> We're all missing, like... It's it's not just like yo yo. She's like it's like, it's like yo, yo, yo yo yo. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, you know, we're also we're missing. Where... I think a good voice, good singing oh, voices yeah. might be the thing. Mm. Good Control throats. over our vocals. What's our song where I say I like separate? Oh, in um, the bands, I say this band sucks too. This band sucks too. Who 
who like I I leave big gaps in it, but she she uh-huh. can go yeah yeah it's a little band. Yeah-hoo. Well, I think we all won. I think so too. Tie. Plus, we have auto tune these days. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, folks, auto tune or not, this is where we close the show. We had fun here talking about Alanis Morissette. If you give you, if you have a few minutes, pop the album open in Spotify and give it a listen. And hey, if you've got a few more minutes, tell people about our podcast. We want to thank the Patrons. You know who you are. <laughs> Good night. You know who you are because you're listening right now. Bingo. All of you. Goodbye, Patrons. You, you. I didn't know. That was good, Tim. Thank you. That was good. Because cool. I've got one hand in my podcast, and the other one is saying goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.